Welcome back to the company of one. This is Dale Callahan, your host. This is episode number 142. Today we're going to talk about those hidden jobs, the things we talk about a lot, actually. I don't always use that term, hidden jobs, but this is something I spend a lot of time talking to the students at the university about, uh, to our executive students, people who already have jobs and are looking for new opportunities. You know, we always are talking about there's no new opportunities, there's no jobs. I mean, we, we know, we know that's not true, but there's that sense of feeling that I don't know what to do, and especially if you lose a job or you're, you're frustrated and you just want to go somewhere else, you feel trapped and you feel like there's nowhere else to go, you feel like your salary may trap you, you feel like your location may trap you, and you feel like, well, your experience traps you because, you know, we all get pigeonholed over time. So today we want to talk about how to uncover and expand your horizons of doing things in kind of a fun way, not just going out hunting, knocking on doors, looking for opportunities. But before I get to that, I want to do a shout out. This is for the uh, my podcast reviews, so I would love it if you could give me a podcast review. Hey, this is what we do, right? We try to try to serve you, serve the listener, no matter whether you're running, in your car, whatever you do, come back to DaleCallahan.com slash 142, or just come to my show, any, uh, and you just go hit the podcast link, and you can get a link to the iTunes. iTunes is where you do the reviews. And if you've ever done an iTunes review, it's a little clumsy. you got to get in there and do some a couple things. But um, once you've done it once or twice, you get it. So this comes from the champion entrepreneur. It says, practical and usable. It says, I love it when I stumble across a podcast that has practical and usable information in it. Dell has done a great job of providing valuable information, which I can use on a regular basis. Thanks for sharing, Dell. Keep up the good work. And thank you, uh, the champion entrepreneur. I actually don't know who that is. For some reason, I think I should, uh, but I don't know who that is. And uh, but thank you for the review. This is this helps me to know that I'm on track to serve people with the kind of things that we're talking about, right? Because as much as I enjoy talking about the subjects, the best thing for me is to be helpful to somebody in what we're doing. So we spend our time here talking about entrepreneurial mindset a lot when talking mostly to engineers, right? I know some of you are not, but that's my mindset. You know, I'm I'm an engineer technologist turned into a business person and one of the things that we spend time talking about is that mindset of owning your career, that company of one mindset. How do you get in charge? How do you uh, not limit yourself to the amount of money you make? I mean, who wants to be limited to a 2% pay raise, which is what the typical corporate thing is? We want to get and find opportunity everywhere we go. So let's just jump right into that. Let's talk about finding hidden jobs everywhere you look. So let me throw out, uh, this is going to be divided up into three key points. And most of that's going to be, can you tell I've got a cold or something? I went to the gym yesterday, walking down the stairs from the gym and my legs were aching. And I was like, I didn't really work out that hard. I'm getting back into working out after breaking my foot. So I'm working out really light, uh, really light. And, uh, and my legs were kind of achy. And so this morning, I think I know why I feel this. It's, it's probably allergies. This is more than you want to know, but this is free information, right? 
Uh, so hopefully you're feeling better than me. So your expertise and connections in certain places, well, I want to break this down into three different areas, focus mostly on how to help you do this. But think about, number one, your expertise and your connections. And they uh, lead to certain places. So, you know, you, you, have, you have friendships, you have associations, uh, professional associations, and also associations with other people, you know, associates, you know, people maybe you know from church or somewhere else. So friends may sometimes invite you to their company, right? I want to show you around. Take up those opportunities. Friends invite you to their company to show you around, to maybe show you some new piece of equipment they've got, uh, or they just, hey, you know, they want to get you to meet people on their team, whatever it is. Go to those places. Or you're in a new city, and you're driving around, and you see company names you've never heard of. I know you got to do this, right? And especially if you're, you know, like me, you're the engineering technology person and you're seeing things that look like they're engineering technology and you're like, never heard of that, never heard of it, looks like a pretty big building, uh, looks like a successful operation, never heard of it. Maybe you're even in your own city and you find something that you've never heard of. What do you do with these kind of things? How can you reach out uh, and find things? Because as you are driving around your city, and I'm going to repeat this again, there's more opportunities out there than you think there are. Matter of fact, there's endless numbers of opportunities. Maybe not endless. Maybe that's an exaggeration. But there's an incredible number of opportunities for you in your own city, in your backyard, that you probably don't even know about. If you're like me, uh, you live in a city that's got some very dominant players, very dominant industries, and then there's some you know about because of your connections, but you still know a fraction of what's going on. And so when you're driving around a new city, when you're driving around your own city, you find things. One of the things I like doing is getting on LinkedIn, searching that company name I find, and see who I know that works there. And often I do, right? Because your link, that's what the purpose of LinkedIn is. And people move around to jobs, they discover things. And I find these companies doing cool things or not cool things, whatever. But whether I find them cool or not, doesn't matter. So using your experience or your expertise and your connections uh, kind of lead you out into certain places if you'll let them. Uh, if, if you're that guy, like I used to be, that's just kind of heads down, I'm going to ignore the rest of the world, I'm going to do my job, just leave me alone. Uh, if that's you, if you're that guy or you're that gal, get out of your own head. I understand that. You're doing a good job. You're busy. You've got tons of stuff to do. But this is actually helpful to you. It's helpful to your company because it gives you perspective that you don't have. It gives you connections that you don't have. It gives your company, it gives your boss connections he or she does not have. So use that, use those connections to lead you out. And what I mean, lead you out of your office, lead you out of your nice little comfortable space. Go around and explore. Friends are the easy one. Coworkers are the easy one. We'll talk about some others in a minute. Uh, number two, though, think about... As you see what others are doing, you see opportunities. So just recently, um, well, let me get to that in just a second. I'm, I'm walking around some person's operation, and I see who supplies their core technology, right? Because that's often the case is you're, you're seeing something, and you see 
hey, the, the big provider here, you maybe you're in a manufacturing plant and you see the big provider and you see their name and you don't know who they are, right? Maybe it's GE or something like that, but there's probably another company involved that did the work that's got their nameplate somewhere that did the work using GE components. The manufacturing plant doesn't build all that stuff. So who supplies their core technology? Who buys from them? Who's their customers? Now, if it's they're manufacturing stuff to put on the shelves of Walmart, that's one thing where you kind of understand that. But oftentimes in technology businesses, what we're doing is we're manufacturing or we're, or we're providing consulting services to other businesses that are providing the consumer goods uh, or the government goods or whatever they are. Who buys from them? Is it other industries? Is it healthcare industries? Is it hospitals? Is it banks? Uh, what kind of banks? You know, who's who's the customer, and what kind of challenges are they having? I mean, that's the question I love to ask all the time. If you spend any time with me, you know, I'm always asking, "What kind of challenges are you having?" That's my favorite question because I learn a lot. I can shut up and pretend I don't know anything, which is sometimes pretty accurate, right? I can shut up, pretend I don't know anything, and just listen to the challenges. Sometimes the challenges companies and individuals are having are nuanced. You know, they're not these big, giant things. They're small things uh, that, that lead to opportunities. Whenever there is a challenge, there's the word pain, right? Challenge is a pain. Challenge for you is pain. Challenge for me is pain. It can be good pain, bad pain, whatever. But they're challenges. Uh, so that's pain. People, customers pay to make pain go away, right? So think about this. So let me give you an example. So a coworker of mine, Lee Marotti, uh, Lee runs an operation called EITD, Engineering and Innovation Technology Development. What a name, right? He's always telling me, man, we should rename that. It's just too complex. But an innovation, uh, entre- uh, oh, I'm sorry, um, Engineering and Innovation Technology Development, EITD. Now, what EITD does is they make freezers to go on the International Space Station. Kind of weird, right? Uh, and we're speak, talking about a unique niche. So he's got a team of, uh, I don't know, let's, let's say it's 40 or 50 people. I don't really know. Some really bright engineers, some really bright technologists. Um, so they make these unique freezers that drop down to, you know, they uh, on the space station, they're doing these experiments, and they take a mice, and they do something, and they freeze it immediately after the experiment so they can bring it back to the earth so it doesn't decay. And so the idea is they want to do something and drop the temperature really fast, down to like minus 160, I don't know, really, really cold, like liquid nitrogen would do on earth. In the space station, you really don't want liquid nitrogen hanging around. So they make these very uh, unique freezers that are made for scientific experiments on the space station, right? Not a lot of market for these guys. Uh, They can't sell this at Walmart, and they can't sell this in just a typical catalog, and you're not going to buy it from a website. Amazon's not going to carry it. It's a unique piece of equipment, and they're very, very successful at doing it. NASA is constantly buying from them. Matter of fact, I think they're one of the most flown payloads uh, on the space station. 
so that says something got a long track record of really delivering great products. Okay, that's enough said about that. But I'm going through their operation as I oftentimes lead employers through their operation or students or prospective students or executives uh, to show some things that are going on at the university. And so I will walk them through there. Every time I do, I learn something new because somebody else is giving the tour, right? Lee will give the tour. Lee gives a great tour. The other day, Sam was giving a tour. But uh, So I'm watching what these guys are talking about and uh, what they're doing. And, and the other day, one of their engineers was saying, hey, the, the main cooling element, and I knew this, but I never really paid attention. The main cooling element is a cryogenic cooling element and he holds it in his hand. This thing cost about thirty grand, if I remember. It's just you know, it's a couple of you know, about eight to ten inches long. And he says these things are made for space. Uh, they're made specifically for cooling satellites. And again, a whole new company that you've never heard of. The name of the company is SunPower, and they make these very unique cryogenic coolers for satellites. So the NASA operation that EITD uses is buying from these guys. All right, so here I am. I'm seeing one unique operation. The key component, their key technology, is made by another company I've never heard of. And while I'm walking around, I see other equipment, right, that are specialized equipment that I've never heard of. But you know, it's got some nameplate on it. Somebody makes that. They have anechoic chambers. They have uh, all kinds of... Uh, laser cutters, things that are just very unique. Some of them, I mean, they're not as unique as the cryogenic coolers, but all these things that somebody's making. And so as I'm looking around that operation, I see opportunities, opportunities, opportunities. I see other jobs. I see other jobs in manufacturing for space uh, because SunPower does it. Right, and I'm seeing all these things that are going on. So you got to look below the surface when you're walking around an operation, and say you guys are buying stuff that's very unique and specialized from somebody else. That's just cool. And I'm giving you one example. I can give you many examples. I can think about something like a grocery store also buys unique engineered components from. Places specialized in doing that. They got freezers, they got shelves, they got inventory control, they got cash registers. Every business has multiple businesses behind it that they buy from and support. And so while you're in a business like a grocery store, you may be thinking, well, that's not, there's nothing engineering about a grocery store. There's a lot engineering about a grocery store. There's whole IT infrastructures, especially if it's a chain like a Kroger or a Publix. There's IT infrastructures um, that are going on. There's cooling systems. And you know what? There's just things I don't have any clue what's going on because I'm not paying attention that much. I don't think about it that much. But there's every business operates with lots of complexity going on. I was giving a talk once to some high school students, and I made the comment that everything that you see manufactured and made is uh, has electricity in it, has electronic systems in it, has electronic control. And I asked the students, by the way, this is a stupid idea to ask a bunch of high school students a question, but I said, think about something that doesn't use that. And this kid in the audience said, an axe. Uh, it was kind of funny because he's thinking, well, an axe is, you know, that's a piece of wood and a piece of metal. However, 
if I'm walking through an axe manufacturing operation, you know, you know what I'm thinking. There's systems, there's controls. We've got to uh, make the axe, which involves electricity, typically, if I'm not making just one. And we're, uh, we've got to have IT infrastructure to distribute. We've got trucks rolling. We've got all kinds of complex business operations going on, just like any business, right, to make the simplest of elements. And that's the kind of thing I'm, say- I'm saying is when you're looking for jobs, they're everywhere. There's something going on. There's people that need your help. Think about that. There's people that need your help and want to pay for it and will be thrilled to pay for your help if you can find them and connect to them. That's the fun part, right? I'm thrilled when people need my help and I can help them. And it's a win-win. They're happy. I'm happy. We win. We win together. We're on the same team. That's what we want, not jobs I'm frustrated in just to be doing. So using your connections, number one, and number two, as you walk through seeing other opportunities. Now, let me talk you through, I'm giving you some hints, but let me talk you through how to unlock these hidden opportunities. Let me give you some specifics. <coughs> so check in with your friends. Ask them what they do. Now, I'm kind of assuming that you're looking for a job. And by the way, you are. We all are. We're always looking for new opportunities. If you're not, get your head out of the sand, right? You, you opportunity your opportunities that you're doing right now could go away instantaneously for reasons that have nothing to do with you. You're looking for new opportunities all the time, new challenges. People get bored. You get bored. I get it. I don't mean you're going to do something financially stupid, but you're looking for opportunities. So check with your friends. Talk to people. Listen. You know, a lot of times when we're with friends, we tune out what they do. Uh, we're, you know, we're talking about the football game or whatever thing that we're talking about, and we pay no attention to what they do. Ask them what they do. Get interested in what they do. I love doing this because, you know, I'm, maybe it's the geek or something in me. I don't know if that's the right word, but I like understanding what makes businesses operate. What kind of problems do they have? I'm always asking this question. And you can learn about what the unique challenges of every business or every small group in a business is. So just to look at the people right next to you. As you sit in a church, you're sitting next to people. As you hang out with friends next to people, just ask them, hey, what do you do? I don't know, John, what do you do? We always, we always hanging out together. What do you do? Tell me about that. How does that operate? Who do you guys buy from? What kind of challenges are you having? Just be curious, right? Be curious and ask about who they buy from, who their customers are. Be active in professional associations. Boy, this is a big one. In our graduate program, the Information Engineering and Management, another word that we wish we could change the name of, we just call it IEM, but it's our graduate program. It's a technology leadership development. We take professional people, and we take them into helping them become technology leaders. One of the things that we are always asking them about, what kind of professional associations uh, are you part of? Now, somebody, if that's got a project management institute or PMI certification, almost they have to be uh, active in that because PMI builds their structure around that. Uh, But others aren't, and even some of them aren't. 
You know, so you got all these professional engineering organizations like Institute of Electrical and Electronic Engineers, IEEE, and all the ones for whether you're mechanical, civil, whatever, your professional association that's an international association, and you probably have local chapters that meet where people like you get together and listen to speakers, all right? And that's a typical thing. Speakers come in and talk, and you learn about what other people are doing in their varied backgrounds. Oftentimes, these professional associations do tours. I know some of them I've been with, they'll go to, you know, they'll have some tour of some particular plant or some particular operation uh, that gets you inside, and some of them aren't that exciting. Some of them are. But the point is you're seeing behind the curtain of what's going on in an operation, and you see tons and tons and tons and tons of opportunities. At least I do, and you should too. When you travel, think about when you travel. You go to the professional association meetings in other towns. Or you should, right? I'm out of town for a couple of days for a business trip, or maybe not, and I find out they're having a professional association meeting. Go there. Because guess what? They have different kinds of speakers because they're in a different city with different industries and different people. They have different things going on that show me different opportunities that I'm not aware of. Yeah, I know. These things take time. Yes, I know many of them are boring. Yes, I know you're sitting around sometimes having small talk. But the way to get away from small talk is to ask people, is just to ask people, what do you do? Hey, what do you love about it? You know, hey, what kind of challenges are you having? Uh, but it keeps you from having to talk, right? If you're the introvert, I tend to be introverted. If you're the introvert, it keeps you from having to talk. And you hear what they're doing. And you learn, and that's the point, is just to learn. So when you travel, look at the industry makeup when you travel. You know, As you drive around the city, who are these companies? Get on LinkedIn and see who you know in the companies again, like you would locally. Do a LinkedIn search. This is one I love doing. Before I go spend any time, especially if I'm going to be in a city for a particular time, uh, whether it's vacation or not, we were in... Um, a city in Florida for, I don't know, it was almost a month of a while back. Um, and I had some work to do. I was going to be a guest on a TV show, and I was doing some things. But a lot of it was just hanging out with family and doing things, uh, and you know, which means to me I can get bored because we do a lot of sightseeing and things like that, which is interesting. But then everybody kind of has this downtime. So I get on LinkedIn. I do searches for the city. And I see who I know in the city. And it's odd. I always know people that I thought lived in my city, but now they've moved to that city, right? So it's a good time to reconnect. When I reconnect, I'm learning about where they work, what they do, why they are in that city, and what's going on, the opportunities. Be local, though, too. I'm talking about travel, but let's talk about local. There's more going on than you think there is. So I met uh, a couple of years ago with Jim Little of New Capital Partners. Now, they're a private equity firm. Jim's job is to find successful companies making a certain amount. I think you're looking at 20, $20 million in revenue. I, the, the number doesn't matter. But their job is to do private equity and grow the company uh, to a $100 million company. So he's telling me that uh, – or that he's constantly finding new companies doing great stuff 
maybe even with a long track record, that he never knew about right under his nose. Now, that's weird you know, because this guy's job is to find this. He had two people on his staff. All they did was sift and look up companies in the two major cities he worked in. And he was constantly finding new opportunities that he didn't even know existed that they could go knock on their door and talk to them about a private equity deal. That's his job. I remember thinking when I heard him say that, I'm thinking, man, if you can't keep up, Jim, with what's going on around you, there's no way for me because that's not my job to do that. I mean, I find it interesting, but I don't get paid to go find out what's going on in my area. So if a person who's doing equity and is doing investments and things like that can't keep up, neither can you. So if you're sitting here thinking there's nothing going on, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong, and you're just not, your antenna is just not up enough. So do tours, again, where we talked about being local. Look, see what friends and associates are doing. Uh, they may not even be technical. They may not be engineers or technologists, but it could lead to an opportunity, right? Seeing what something's going on in a non-technical manufacturing operation, something that's going on in a grocery store, something that's going on in banking, some of these things that we don't always think about as technology, technology is in everything now. Uh, and there's, you know, there's, again, there's the suppliers looking at these kind of things. Talking to other people, asking questions in your industry and in your professional organizations. Obviously, we want to do that local. Now, when I connect with people, kind of what I'm doing right now, Lee Marotti telling you about the NASA operation, I like to give them a shout out. When I when I go in and see something that I haven't seen, a lot of times we like to take a photo of them and do a shout out with their name, post it on LinkedIn, hey, say thanks for the tour uh, because that's helping connections, right? It's a thank you. It's a public thank you. It's helping connections. And let's face it, opportunities come through people, right? I can't say it enough times, every opportunity that ever comes through you comes through other people. And then last but not least, <coughs> excuse me, seek out customers of your product. So think about this. The, the book, um, What Color Is Your Parachute? If you've never read it, it's the classic Job Hunters good, uh, book. I think the current one out, well, there's one every new year. So it, uh, the current one's 2020. So every year he repeats the book. It's, the book is, is a great story in itself of entrepreneurship, but he tells the story of a guy looking for a printing job, I think in New York City. And instead of going and knocking on the doors of all the printers, saying, hey, I'm looking for a job in printing, you know, he instead went to the major offices, right? So he's in New York. He can get in any building, walk around, and find hundreds of offices of major corporations. And he just went in and started saying, hey, who does your printing? And some of those conversations would lead to other conversations. And the, and the office manager, somebody would come out, hey, we, we get our printing from such and such. And he would ask them, what do you think about it? I'm a printer. I'm looking for a job. Uh, and, and they would tell him the good and the bad. So he, he was getting all kinds of intel about the local printing companies, who was successful, who was not, who the names were, right, who the owners were of these companies. And he was getting it because instead of going to the companies, he went to the customers of the company. That's a brilliant way to find your way inside the door. No, it doesn't work as well for every operation, 
uh, especially if they're selling directly to customers. But for business-to-business operations where it's a different business buying stuff, going to their customers is a great way to find and uncover opportunities. In this case, this guy got to know the customers, right? The customers, the people who bought the printing, and they were they got to know him in, in a very short period of time and got to give him recommendations. And so when he went out to go to get a job at a printer, he had the recommendation of the major customers. You don't want to talk about a great strategy, right? We could just talk about that one strategy in a podcast in itself to open up the doors. But I just want to give you this. So this is just finding these hidden jobs everywhere you look. I want you to, whether you're looking for a job or not, constantly be looking for opportunities. It kind of, it gives you energy to see what all is going on out there. It excites you what's going on out there. And it will open your eyes to opportunities that you never, ever thought of. And you probably will end up in one of them sooner or later. Talk to you next week.